You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. Welcome back to another episode of The Parking Podcast. With us today is Diana Alicon, Director of the Nashville Department of Transportation and Multimodal Infrastructure. How are you doing today, Diana? I am doing great. Thank you for asking. And how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for working with me as we uh, uh, worked with our faulty microphones, but I'm glad you had the patience to stay on and work with me. But uh, first question I'd like to ask everyone is, how in the world did you get into parking? You have a wonderful resume and you did some work in Florida, Arizona, now Nashville, but take us back to the beginning. How the heck did you end up in this in this career? Well, um, actually, I want to say parking was my second career. Um, I actually answered an ad for a job opportunity in a city. And um, it actually happened to be with a company called Central Parking System. And um, they uh, then, which was also at that time, I was living in Miami, Florida, and um, there was actually a branch of Central Parking in Miami, but I had applied for it in another city. And they actually reached out and said, hey, we'd like to interview you. So uh, that was my first experience uh, with parking and getting exposed to parking. And I figured, what the heck? I'm, I've sold retail. I can certainly sell a parking spot. Oh, wow. There's, there's like so many icons that started with Central because that was, you know, that was the monopoly back in the day. And yes. it's, it's just amazing how many guests I've had on this podcast that said they answered an ad for Central Parking. And, <laughs> but they really did uh, the parking fundamentals good and had a good training program. And I've heard a lot of, a lot of good stories about the family out there. In yes, Nashville, which it, you're at now. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. <laughs> I know it. It's amazing. For all the years I worked for Central Parking, I, you know, whenever they had the general manager meetings, I was never fortunate to have it in Nashville that I had a chance to get here and get exposed to Nashville. And now that I'm here, which is the birthplace of Central Parking, you know, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, like I, I go to different places and I do see Monroe Carroll's name on the side of buildings. And then recognizing him for his both business contribution as well as his philanthropy um, yeah. in the community. So he was really well grounded in this community, very strong roots. His family is still very tied to this community. So it is, it's fun. I feel like I've kind of come full circle. Yeah, no doubt. I, uh, I read a lot about him as well and was blown away by his philanthropy. And he met with the Pope a few times and just, did a lot of good for a lot of people. It was really interesting. And I also think the state sign, when you drive into Tennessee, it should say like the, I know Oklahoma city is the first meter, but Tennessee is like the birthplace of all these big parking companies. Republic parking was in Chattanooga, the Barry family, the central parking, you got uh, uh, premium. Some other ones have all come out of uh, Tennessee. So that, that's crazy. And yeah, now you're in Tennessee. So tell us, uh, What's going on in Nashville? What do you do? Tell us about the role, the position, and what you're excited about waking up every morning in, in Nashville. So, well, thanks. Well, you know, um, I actually have been in Nashville now. Um, it's hard to believe, but for nine months, I started in January here. And I was actually recruited to Nashville because they created a brand new department called the Department of Transportation and Multimodal Infrastructure. Um, Nashville actually has not had a really strong focus on transportation and our parking actually fits in un under the umbrella of transportation. And so we have a lot of really exciting things besides being a brand new department and actually getting a new department up and, and established. 
We're actually doing some really cool, innovative um, um, opportunities right now. We have put out to bid for a smart parking initiative. So we're looking at bringing in some of the latest, greatest technology that we can put on our streets. We have a curb management study that is currently underway that will be getting some recommendations back here. And um, probably I'm hoping, got my fingers crossed in December so I can get it in next year's budget. But, you know, not just outside the parking world, but transportation, we're actually looking at putting together our transportation, our long range transportation plan. We just passed our vision zero action plan and implementation plan. We're now looking to upgrade our complete street guidelines. So really uh, right now developing, I want to say we're really focusing in on developing structure and a strategic plan on how we can move these transportation initiatives forward so we're successful with what Nashville needs to be over the next 20 years. You know, Nashville is growing at about 100 people an hour, uh, a day. So if you just do the math really quick, we're, we're growing faster than we can build. So we want to try to start working on getting out in front of some of that growth instead of chasing it. Wow, a hundred people per day. I love Nashville because again, I live in Chattanooga, so it's a, it's it's kind of where we go sometimes to escape and have fun and and uh, or maybe catch a football game or a concert. We went and saw Hamilton, my son and I, a few uh, few weeks ago. Had a blast, but um, lovely city, and I'm so excited you're you're there to implement change. But sounds like you are keeping busy. That's a lot going on. So <laughs> uh, what, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it is, exciting. Yeah, it is. It's really quite exciting. You know, transportation is, you know, I, I've, as I have a chance to really get out and start meeting community members and talk about transportation, it's, it's a, a great conversation to have because transportation is so personal. And it's really about understanding what the community as a whole is envisioning and what they would like to see and not it just be based on what a planner has said, oh, no, we need to do this. Because let's be realistic, um, over the past 20, 30, 40 years, there's been a lot of planning done and we haven't really gotten it all right. We've actually kind of over, you know, parked cars. We've also overbuilt highways in some areas. And so there's, there's a lot of opportunities to have conversation. And then I don't, technology is also allowing us to really think different. We do not have to be doing business. Yeah. I know when I was introduced, and I won't say how much, how long ago when I was introduced into the parking world, I mean, it was pretty like very manual. You know, we had boxes and people put money in and we came in and we wrote down the license plate number and then checked and made sure they paid. And that's actually became like our document to that recorded yeah. the dollars, you know, and now we're, we're going through with an LPR on a car, we're scanning it, you get an electronic ticket and you process it that way. So we've dramatically changed how we're doing business. Um, and it's fun. You know, this technology has really allowed us all to become more efficient and more effective and find synergies in our operation. But I think it's allowed us to also really refocus our energies on how to best use the curb. And mm. that's not, that's, you know, one of the conversations many cities are having right now. Parking plays a very integral, instrumental part and the overall transportation system. And I don't think we've ever thought of it that way, but, you know, it's not just about parking cars. It's, it's about that mode of transportation and what's the best use of it and how can we make sure that we're providing it safely for everybody. 
Yeah. And you said mode. I, I like the part of your title is that multimodal infrastructure. So for some of our parking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some of our our uh, parking truest explain that maybe not know what multimodal infrastructure. So as I understand it, that's kind of tying in your sidewalks, your bike paths with the curb, with the, with the roads, the parkways. Talk a little bit about what that term means for those that maybe aren't familiar with multimodal access or multimodal infrastructure. So, yes, thank you for that opportunity. So you, you nailed it. Perfect. It's about looking at all the different facilities, all the different modes, multimodal. So your bikeways, your sidewalks, your, you know, let's not leave out micromobility either because we now deal with scooters and that's, you know, part of our, our world as well. But it's also transit, which is really an important part of our conversation. Um, so how do we make transit work well with the vehicular movement, with the pedestrian movement, with the bicycle movement, with our micromobility um, elements out there? And, you know, I don't want to leave out either because depending on where you live, a lot of people also use the waterways as means of transportation. So I don't want to take that off the table either, because I think that's really important. I used to, you know, in Fort Lauderdale, when I was uh, fortunate enough and had the pleasure of creating the Department of Transportation Mobility down in Fort Lauderdale in Broward County, you know, we used to say, we used to say we have blue ways, which is our waterways, because the New River, which actually was a natural barrier for Fort Lauderdale was the first road in and out of the city. And they used the river as means of trade, economic um, prosperity. So wow. it's, it's really thinking about all of the modes and not just one. I mean, I, I want to keep the airplanes in this conversation as well because they play a really important part. I mean, Nashville right now is averaging about 20 million visitors a year. So thank you for coming up and visiting our beautiful city. <laughs> yeah. But you're not the only one. Everybody really is coming mm -hmm. to Nashville and we want to continue that. So. How can we handle those 20 million folks coming into our beautiful city and to our county? How can we best move them? And the reality is, is that we're not going to be able to do it all with cars. Yeah, no, and, that's, that's spot on. Yeah, go ahead. Right. So we have to start thinking about those other modes and how they all work on the roadway. Over, like I said, over the past 30 to 40 years, we've been building our roads to handle just cars and freight. Not thinking about at some point, oh my goodness, we may have a population that's bigger than what the development of the roadway is, thus leading to congestion. And so we have to start thinking about those other modes and how we can apply them, make them safe so people will feel comfortable about using those alternative choices of transportation. And so that's really what multimodal is getting into. It's about making those other modes of transportation safe so people can make those choices and be comfortable with them. Yeah. And I love that parking's being tied into that because for so long it was kind of in its own corner. And now it's such an integral role to curb management and the multimodal access and infrastructure. So I love that you have that bringing that parking experience to the transportation and, and all of that. I have a few comments too. The, the, the blue ways. I love that. I, in fact, I can't remember where I thought, I thought it was Broward, Broward County, but like the parking meters helped fund like the free boat shuttle or something ferry. And I thought that was a great case study of using parking revenues to put back into the community to improve something. I know here in Chattanooga, the parking proceeds fund the free electric shuttle that goes around downtown. So again, loving it all tying together. And then the other comment I had, I was making my notes, but you talked about a lot of cities were guilty of this where 
it's um, study, 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 plan, 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 study, study, plan. And then, but we never execute. I remember reading a book, uh, Death by Meeting, where, you know, we, we, we have all these meetings and meetings and meetings and we never work. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta take that time to implement and, and take action on, on some of the studies. But that's uh, exciting to have you there in Nashville to start uh, working on some of this change. You raised a really good point, and I'm very fortunate in the same sense. So the revenue generated off the parking is earmarked here in Nashville to go back into to support the traffic and parking infrastructure, which is really, really helpful. So this allows us to really think about those improvement of modes so we can move people safely. And those other those and, and also the improvements to the curb as well. So there is plenty of parking available in Nashville, whether it's public or private. And it's about really uh, the private and the public um, collaborating on proper messaging and signage so that people are aware of where it's at and how they can get to it. And using those other dollars that you would generate to either put back in, if you need more parking, then you can build it. If you do not need it, then you can make that infrastructure improvement. So those other modes can actually be part of the solution. We used to always think that parking, if we actually made transit more accessible or we made the bicycle facilities accessible, micromobility, whatever it was, if it was outside of parking, we were going to be cutting into the parking business. And that's really just not the case. There is plenty of opportunities. And the reality is if we're going to have and really be talking about a quality of life for us, parking is one of the solutions, but it's not the only solution all the modes are really going to be an important part of it and it needs to be sustainable. So it's really fun to see the conversation to start to change. Yeah. I like calling that the equilibrium, the tr- maybe the transportation equilibrium, just tying everything together and making sure they're all balanced to support each other. So again, I just, I love, I love how, you know, cause it's, man, maybe th- three or four years ago, the first, first time I heard the term curb management at one of the conferences, you know, it's like, what is this? What's mobility? Right. And now it's parking. I think for those, not that parking's going away, but I think that for those parking professionals that are going to be see the most growth in their career, you know, got to be willing to embrace that change and embrace learning more about mobility and, and different things. So, and you mentioned micro mobility and scooters. So, does Nashville have the scooters downtown? And does how do they, how does that uh, work with with Nashville? So yes, we do actually. We have um, scooters downtown. We actually have three companies that operate the scooters, and uh, we do. You know, it's it's really surprising. I had a chance to talk with the scooter guys, and we're actually we're getting ready to kick off a dockless pilot program with them on e-bikes. So I'm looking forward to that. Really looking at also oh, wow. putting out a new RFP on our bike sharing program. We have a bike sharing program, but it's very small. And I want to grow that because that too is another important part of the balanced transportation um, system and creating solutions for all. But the, our, what we've learned from our scooter company is, you know, in the first uh, pretty much seven months of this year, we actually have done almost 176,000 trips on scooters. That's huge. We kind of lead the nation. Wow. What was really great, they even took it a step further in their survey and found out that 27% of those trips are actually being used as a mode of transportation. So people are not just using it for their first and last mile. They're actually using that as a mode to get from their home to their workplace. 
So that talks to the growth of our urban environment, how much that landscape has changed. We have a lot of residentials that have moved, residents that have moved into our downtown core. So instead of owning a car, or maybe they own a car, but do not want to deal with the challenges on the roadway. And because we're working so diligently to build out our bike infrastructure, they're making a choice. And again, that's what transportation is about. It's about being able to have a choice in the mode you want to use and it be a safe choice. They're using that scooter as their mode of transportation. So that's a really great statistic that kind of tells the story and, and helps me understand the direction we need to move in, including buying out more of the, not buying, excuse me, building out more of that facility, that network. I can't believe that. That's pretty cool too, that it's more than just the last minute mile. They're using it kind of as their mode of transportation. Yeah, that's wonderful, Diana. Thank you so much for sharing about what's going on in Nashville. Love that city and love that you are there to take it to the next level. And I, I guess part of your knowledge and experience, I like to think, came from obtaining that that CAP. You're part of the CAP community. Uh, tell yeah. us about, because I'm, I'm still on the CAP board. I'm past chair. I keep trying to get out and they keep pulling me back in. No, I love it. But tell <laughs> us about your CAP experience. Well, maybe maybe I can actually start getting involved and help you out there. Um, yeah. Because I've, I've, I've promised my husband, this is it. We're not moving again. We're going to retire in Nashville. So <laughs> okay. um, it'll, you just got to give me another year to get everything built up strategically in place. And then I can jump into more things and part, give back, start giving back to things. Oh, love that it. Have I'm going to hold really, you to that. Yeah, that have really influenced and helped me get to where I am today. So super proud. I actually got my cap in 2019. I uh, got to do a call out to uh, my peeps there who actually sponsored me, which was Mark Santos. Santos, um, He was actually my sponsor in, down in South Florida for my cap. So um, super excited. But, you know, I, I, I've been involved with IPMI for so long. And I can tell you, I've had so many conversations over the years like, Dinah, why don't you go get your cap? Dinah, why don't you go get your cap? And I don't know why I never did. And I really hate that I never did. I really should have gotten that a long time ago because it really does let people know that I'm bringing a level of professionalism to this industry and that also a lot of knowledge that comes with it. And you know, I have to tell you, it was not is knowledge I, that I knew I had, but I really had a great understanding and foundation so that I felt very comfortable about sharing that, um, that knowledge with folks and being able to um, discuss what that meant to be a CAP um, individual. And I love being part of the community. I, I, if I had to, any recommendations, I would tell folks, don't wait, go get it now. Um, I put it off and there's just really no reason because the experience, the knowledge you gain, the relationships you build are amazing. And that's really what it is about. It's about all of that. And I just feel like the cap has been very instrumental and requiring me to raise my bar to every level of my career and my professional life. Wow. You heard it from one of the, uh, the queens of parking. So get your cap. Uh, Diana told you to. And uh, yeah, no, it meant a lot to me in my career as well. I got it. I did get it early in my career and it just kind of gave me that confidence. And I love the conversations when people see that on your business card or email, like what's cap? There's like a real parking industry, a profession, a credential. So it's a great but conversation you know, starter. 
and I love having that conversation Absolutely. because yes, we are a billion dollar plus industry and we should be out there having the conversation. We're no longer collecting money out of a shoebox. We've stopped doing that for years. We're actually in some areas leading technology and best practices in the industry, not just our industry, but I will tell you also in the transportation industry world. And so it really does, you know, flow over to the, you know, to other industries. It's so important. And I think we do not give ourselves enough credit in, in the parking industry for the foundation that we've built that many other industries are bouncing it off of and bouncing between. And I love having that conversation with folks that, yeah, we're a billion dollar industry. You know, we bring a lot to the table. Let's have the conversation. Oh, I love it, man. Man, you're doing great. What about, is there, is there like something similar for transportation? Cause I haven't worked exclusively. I know was it ACT or ACT. Yeah, there is that. And there, there's many different more TDM, um, but yeah. Yeah. There's many different um, organizations. So there is ACT and I have the pleasure of sitting on that board and they work with TDMs, which is a really important part of our parking world, you know, parking can be used as a leverage, as an incentive, so that you can look at best practices for creating transit or development, how to best, you know, structure the parking demands and the parking minimums, maximums, however you want to do it. I mean, all of that plays such a significant role. So right, but it also in on the transit side of the house, there's apt on the planning side, there's ACIP. So all those industries, planning, transit, TDM, parking, traffic, transportation, they all overlap so much. Yeah. Um, and we, we really do need to be partnering with each other on all of these conversations versus building out in silos. I, I feel like one of the fortunate things about popping over into and really taking on the side and really understanding transportation is that. Parking doesn't need to be in a silo. Traffic signalization and engineering shouldn't be in a silo. Transit shouldn't be in a silo. All of those different modes need to interact and work together to create a sustainable transportation system. Yeah, I know th this is kind of cheesy, but it, it it hit the nail on the head. I saw an image like a spokes on a wheel and it had, you know, parking and transportation and micromobility and curb management, how they all tie together for a successful downtown. So that's wonderful. I'm going to change the subject here because you mentioned, you promised your husband, this is the last stop. And I know your husband, he was a former client of mine. I love George. Um, he was also in parking. So tell yes. us about that. We've had a few guests, Nathan and Carmen Donnell and uh, a few others, Mike Tudor met his wife through a parking transaction, but what was it like, both of you guys being parking professionals working in the parking industry? You know, uh, it, it's at times, I think it has its challenges, but overall, I felt like we really leaned into each of our careers and the opportunities that came along to understand uh, how uh, he's approaching a, a practice, a business practice, as well as how I approached it. And then you know, really collaborating on what he got to do, what I got to do so that we could learn from each other. And I will have to say over, you know, the, the years of our marriage, there have been a lot of lessons learned. 
some bad things, some good things, but overall some, you know, I feel like they've made us stronger in our marriage as well as stronger in our career. We've, uh, we've been able to take a lot of things and say, okay, that didn't work. Let's do this. And, you know, not many folks have that opportunity. So I feel really blessed that my husband and I have had very, um, have had a very similar um, background and experience that we've been able to bounce a lot of things off of each other. But there comes a time where we have to say, that's it. No more shop talk. We're not doing that. So, and a lot of our, that's funny. The Donnell said the same thing that they'll go on dates and stuff and they just realize, wait, we're still talking about parking. We've got to <laughs> I know. pause on so, parking for the rest of the date night, you know? So it's, yeah. it's funny. But it's also good to have a loved one that understands what it's like to, to get yes. berated by a council member or have constituents mad because you're increasing the meter rates or, or the winds and, or going to IPMI shows together. That'd be fun. But I don't know. It's, yes. um, I think that's yeah, a lot. You know, lot and it's, it, it's great because in his career too, he's been able to evolve into transportation as well. So it's pretty exciting. Like we just did a trip to Madrid. Um, this was our COVID trip, you know, pre-COVID and then COVID hit and we didn't go and then it got delayed. And this year we actually had a chance to go. And it was really kind of quite exciting because we were in we were in Madrid and um, Spain and we're going, oh my gosh, this is what we should be doing in the United States. I need to share this and I need to bring this back and we need to talk about this. So, I mean, we were both taking notes, not just on parking, but on transportation things as well. So it's pretty exciting because we both have had this opportunity to be exposed, not just to parking, but to transportation in that world so that we can understand again where to break down those silos, what is best practices. And it's really fun at times to have those conversations. But at times we do have to say that's enough. No more shop talk. We're going to talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And uh, it is funny too. When, I, when I'm on vacation and traveling, I like to, I don't necessarily drive through the garages, but I, I do, I always take note of the parking and the, you know, the payment methods, the garages. And in fact, someone uh, posted a picture on social media from Chattanooga, and I could see in the background, it was actually the uh, old school garage in, in Delray Beach. But I, I, I sent her a note. I said, Delray Beach. And she was like, how in the world did you know? I was like, I know that parking garage. <laughs> That's sad. I'm, I, I can do landmarks for, for parking garage. Parking garages are my landmarks. But, and um, signage. You can do it from signage I, yeah, now signage too, too, right? Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. So. Again, a lot's going on in Nashville. Um, I'm, you know, I've been curious to watch because I've seen a lot of the RFPs and different things that have been coming out, the studies. But how can listeners learn more or follow along with, you know, all the cool stuff that's going on with Nashville parking and transportation? Is there like a website or social media? Oh, yeah. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, um, Nashville.gov is our website. And then you can go in under transportation. We're really keeping all of our plans and including our implementation programs, what we're currently working on, our build outs and everything. We keep it posted. We have a lot of great trackers. You know, our mayor is very um, transparent. So we've uh, created an improvement tracker, which is actually showing actually everything we're out there building, whether it's uh, a new bikeways or a sidewalk or even if it's an improvement to a roadway. It's got all of our paving program, all our traffic signal improvements, our transit initiatives. So we do, we're tracking all of that. And that's really kind of a good way to do it. Um, our Vision Zero, we just, uh, that's available on that website. And any other plans that we're actually using as our tool 
that's in our toolbox so that we can get uh, our city moving in the direction and into the 21st century when it comes to the best transportation practices. I love it. I used to manage uh, Louisville on behalf of the parking authority of River City, and they had the city was going through the kind of the open data transparency initiative, and we had to put all the parking stuff, you know, break-ins or parking tickets yep. or revenue or transactions. And I think they called it Louis stat too, but um, I love when cities do that. I'm glad Nashville's doing that as well. So I will put that website in the show notes and perfect. Uh, when you're not parking cars, I think maybe travels in there, but I want to make sure what, what do you like to do for fun? Well, you know, I, I love hiking. Being out in Arizona, I really got into it. It was a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. I have two, my husband and I have two Scottish Terriers. So our children are grown up. I have um, um, one that is still in um, school, but he's going to be graduating pretty soon here. So we've adopted, we've not adopted. We have two Scottish Terriers, one who's three years old and one that's six months. And so right now, uh, she keeps me extremely busy because it's like having a child all over again. Um, <laughs> so uh, walking is still one of hiking is still one of the things we're really looking forward to exploring the mountains and um, all of the uh, different cities that are here in Tennessee. Um, there's some beautiful landscape. I'm super excited about going through a fall, you know, having spent a lot of time living in South Florida. You have summer and then you have summer. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> yeah. um, and then moving out to Arizona, you actually have summer and then you have winter, which is mm, can be summer. It can be a little bit cool, but it's not a fall. Yeah. So I'm super excited because now I'm going to be going through a fall and I'm really looking forward to so this week. The weather has changed a little bit and the leaves are starting to turn and fall. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to really doing some hiking and getting up into the mountains so I can really experience the fall um, weather and temperature. So hiking is a really big thing. Traveling is a really big thing for um, us right now. Our two dogs really keep us busy and keep me very active. And I just really enjoy having an opportunity to go out to explore the great things that Nashville has to offer. There's some you know, great arts here. The performing arts is here. We have some wonderful museums. And um, I'll, I'm still going to be a, a Dolphin fan, even though the uh, Tennessee Titans are here. I'm still a Dolphin fan, but um, I, I enjoy football a lot, too. I hate playing, you know, <laughs> college, and, college and NFL football. I am a big fan of that. I live in Tennessee, and I don't cheer for the Tennessee teams either. But the Dolphins look good this year. So <laughs> yeah, they happy do for look you. great this yeah, year. Love them yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, it was terrible on Sunday. I couldn't get the game on TV, but I could get the Titans on. I'm like, what's with that? Usually, yeah, you get, like, you, you know, I get the, the Titans, Titans were on. So I did watch the Titans win. So I was excited for that for, for this community because this is a very big Titans community, football community. So it was exciting to see them win on Sunday. No, that's great. That's great. Well, Diana, thank you so much for joining me. So much. I know you're a very, very, very busy person right now with everything, all the plates you're spinning, but thank you for taking the time to share with our listeners about what's going on. And um, hopefully uh, we've uh, influenced some people to join CAP and uh, get more involved <laughs> in the mobility and multimodal access side of things. So yeah. uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Have a great week. Hey, you too. Thank you for thinking of me. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker Solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. 
Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcasts. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Tez Solutions includes SMS valet, text to park, permit to park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com.